When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's showtime. Podcasts are the best, except for when they're not. Come to think there's really just a handful that don't suck. And that's where we come in. Podcast reviews like Hollywood Commander and Kevin. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P in the morning, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only podcast that puts you, the listener, in a safe space. I'm your host, Carl. With me, as always, is Kevin. Hello, everybody. I'd yeah, like always. Re- I'd like I'm to here, remind, I'm back. I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, or on Twitter at whoarethesepod. Email the show, show at gmail.com. We're always looking for new podcast suggestions. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Unwritable Rant. It's a suggestion that came in from David, the producer, who's actually the producer of this show. Kevin and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. So let's get into it. This is The Unwritable Rant with your host, Juliet Miranda. And there's two different versions of or styles to this show. There's ones where she tells stories. And then there's ones where she interviews people. Yeah. So I did not know that little nugget. You just said that this was sent in by her producer. Correct. On Twitter, David, the producer uh, sent us a DM really likes the show and and wanted us to check this out. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I know. So the, the shows that Kevin and I listened to, we actually listened to three episodes. Uh, There was an interview with Anthony Cumia from Opie and Anthony. There was an interview with Jim Norton from Opie and Anthony, and there was a uh, recent episode she put out where she tells a couple of stories in it. So without further ado, let me get into uh, the clip that best sums up the show for me. And the one consistent thing that happens on all of these episodes is she starts off by drinking whiskey and talking about it for some reason. It reminds me of why I loved Atomic Fireball Candy as a kid. There is just a ton, a huge punch of cinnamon right up front. But then it kind of balances out a little bit with some honey, maybe some pear sweetness towards the back. This is a potent, potent rye whiskey. And I'll tell you, it does taste a little bit better on ice. Why would anyone care about this? She goes on (laughs) and on about whatever whiskey she's drinking. 
<laughs> she has, I wonder, did she have show. such a sophisticated palate when she was little and and eating fucking fireball candy? Right. Yeah. Obviously. Like I know I did when I was when I was a little. I was like, these Boston baked beans I'm eating right now. <laughs> are so delightful. These lemon heads have such a fragrance to them at the, the beginning. The Mike and Ike is easy on the palate, but also has a delicious aftertaste. These candy cigarettes will give you fucking candy lung, but you know it's worth it in the end. Um, so it always starts off, and Kevin, we've found this to be the case on a lot of these podcasts we review, where they try to mix in drinking alcohol with podcasting. It never works out well never makes a show better like hey let's start drinking and then we'll do a show yeah i don't and i don't even know why that is a thing for her to be doing on here it's not i don't know it just seems out of place i don't know why she's a thing she seems to think that she's a celebrity because she talks about her life like anyone would care about it well and i guess that was my other question and i'm on her her bio page now and i don't really see like i'm just expecting to see like you know whatever stand-up comedian or a comedy writer or or somehow connected into the business some way but it doesn't really seem like that's the case like she's wrote some books she's written some books yeah she's written some books dated. and on her bio it just talks about how she did a book tour and uh was at the barnes and noble in chicago or something i go okay <laughs> yeah and i guess she dated like rock stars or something. So yeah, I don't know th- if that's... that seems to be her claim to fame is that she used to date Brett Michaels from Poison. I, as far as I can tell, that's why we should listen to anything she has to say. Hmm. So here is from the, the more recent podcast we listened to where she's telling a story. Here is the actual audio that comes out of her boring ass story. Maybe I'm just overly sensitive or I don't know, just too old fashioned. But I just don't like the idea of receiving a physical examination within the same proximity of a place that will rotate my tires. What's more, this particular clinic was once a Hollywood video store. You can still see the faint outline of the logo on the exterior. And although I am sure the place has since been gutted and disinfected, I can't quite shake the image of this year's flu vaccinations being stored next to a stack of unwatched Garfield DVDs. All right, a couple things I want to point out here. First off, you can tell she's trying to be witty and interesting and funny with these, you know, uh, unwatched Garfield DVDs. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but the other thing that really irked me about this show, and it just got more and more irritating, is how it's produced. And I know that the producer sent this in, but the noise gate is at fucking 11, and she speaks in these sentences and this rhythm where I tell a story by saying a sentence. And then I go on with another sentence. After that, there is a third sentence that I say. That's the rhythm of the show, nonstop. And she leaves those pregnant pauses in there all the time. This is how I think that same audio clip I just played, this is how I think Julia is perceiving the listener uh, enjoying her show. Maybe I'm just overly sensitive or, I don't know, just too old-fashioned. But I just don't like the idea of receiving a physical examination within the same proximity of a place that will rotate my tires. What's more, this particular clinic was once a Hollywood video store. You can still see the faint outline of the logo on the exterior. And although I am sure the place has since been gutted and disinfected, I can't quite shake the image of this year's flu vaccinations being stored next to a stack of unwatched Garfield DVDs. 
Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! This is so much. I wonder if David. I wonder if David Lee Roth is one of the people she dated. <laughs> Woo! God damn it, baby! I ain't lying to you. I'm only gonna tell you one time. Oh, uh, DLR no, man. Here's my my take. I got to co-host a show with with just DLR clips. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be my guest really next should. week. At WATP, it's just DLR pre-recorded clips. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I I think my take on her style is that so so when she's doing these stories, so the one this this first one that you've done here, not an interview, obviously, is her style is almost as if she's reading an audiobook. Yes. So you could tell she's an author because everything is carefully written out. So everything she's reading, it sounds like she's recording an audiobook. Kevin. And even more so to the, you know. What's amazing about it is the show's called The Unwritable Rant, and it's all written. It's all scripted yeah. out. Yeah. And you're exactly right. She's she's reading it like she's reading her audiobook. Right. And, and I think, you know, the, the way that it's produced also gives it that feel. There's no music bed. There's nothing, you know, to give you theater of the mind or anything for this story she's telling. It's very much like like a really a really boring version of NPR. Like it's really... <laughs> a boring version of NPR. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the meanest thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> Your podcast Hi-oh. is a boring version of NPR. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Kevin, I get the sense that we're listening to Juliet's one-man show because she's acting a lot. She's not just reading things. She's trying to act it out and, like, giggle and be spontaneous. I have an a example of that. I just call this cheesy script reading. I suppose you can see where this is going, and, y'all, it was way worse than you think. <laughs> y'all, I'm sure you can see where this is going. Don't, don't assume that I know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't know where this was going. She's talking about how she had to pee into a cup for yeah. some type of medical exam or something. Which, let's just break that apart. Okay. Why? I, I, why, no I don't idea. understand why you would need to pee into a cup. And, and in the same, like everyone, I'm sure, has done a drug test at some point in their life. That's when you have all the rules. Yes, like, I you know, have. don't. Don't flush the toilet. Don't blah, blah, blah. Don't whatever. Right. She's reading all those off like that's something that would be required in a medical exam. Because she, she was sick. Because she was sick. And then all of yeah. a sudden she's like, and then I had to pee into a cup. And the, the, the crazy part about this is she's telling this story. And she's like, okay, y'all, I bet you know where this is going. And guess what it was? She didn't pee enough to fill the cup. Whoa. That really <laughs> happened in your life? That's amazing. Guess a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking boring and then she gets into these details about the conversation that she was having with the person at this medical facility and Kevin if she is telling this story as if it's interesting I can't imagine what shit she's leaving out listen to listen to this uh, boring story details she rolls her eyes and she asks me are you a doctor oh oh she did not just ask me that because I was already feeling shitty and I was in no mood to deal with self-righteous bullshit. So I fire back, no, are you? Because remember, she never introduced herself to me. Boring. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are we listening to this? The woman asked if I'm a doctor and I'm like, no, are you? <laughs> oh, wow. 
brilliant yeah, that fucking was vicious. comeback. <laughs> yeah, right. Brutal. Jesus Christ, like a chip comeback. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking garbage. All right, so let's get into the uh, the interviews style shows. Yes. So uh, you and I are both fans of Anthony Cumia and Jim Norton, which is why we listen to those episodes. Thought it would be interesting to listen to people that we've we've heard on the radio for years and. Um, you know, we obviously know a lot about these guys. Right. The thing that I found about the, her interview style, it's so boring. It's not a conversational interview. Um, I have an example here of a really boring question. Uh, this is with Jim Norton. And just the, the thing that you would never ask, like Jim Norton's a stand-up comedian who... It's pretty over the top. He's dirty and he's he's really honest. And this is the question. Is there ever really a point where, you know, you, you draw the line and you just say, you know, nope, that's that's just too much? Oh, uh, yuck. Yeah. What does she uh, think he's going to uh, say to that? Yeah, you know, I did have this one bit about this thing. I decided that was over the line. Jim Norris not going to say that. Who gives a sh- I mean, that's so mundane. Um, here's another example yeah. of this. And again, just a terrible question and of course when you ask dumb questions you get really boring answers well you're setting expectations then well yeah you know you want something to to work you want something to to go well you know oh absolutely kevin i hate no one more (laughs) than serious jim norton serious jim (laughs) is the most boring individual on the face of the earth (laughs) You know, when he starts to explain his comedy and, and how, oh, yeah, I want people to like it. And I'm trying to, it's, oh, God damn it. This guy's a funny guy. That's what we're talking about. Well, and I, that's what makes it all the more strange to me that they would agree to do mm-hmm. this type of interview. Like, it does, it just seems out of character. Um, more agree. so for Anthony. Yes. I, I've never heard him go on another show that wasn't like, you know, Fox news or something that, <laughs> right. you know, you know what I mean? When he's getting all political and being over the top, but both of these interviews were very much subdued, you know, very shallow character dives. It's not like, you know, oh. they were going in depth into shallow into is, the, is the right word. Here's a, here's a question that she asked Anthony Cumia. So is there anything that's off limits with your show? Oh, yuck. Again, <laughs> You know, what is he going to say? And then Anthony Kumi says something that I found so douchey. Um, this is him explaining how his show is uncensored. I think a lot of people would be surprised how much more people would, uh, especially an audience, would like you to push the envelope, would like you to, to really shake things up and maybe elicit a gasp or two for, for things you say, some surprises. Oh, he's explaining that he's a shock jock. Yuck. Yeah. That's the douchiest thing I've ever heard him say. It's like I want to hear. I wish that who was reviewing this interview was Opie and Anthony or like Opie or Jim and, you know, Anthony. Yeah, right. Like they were picking apart their own interviews because it the style is so weird and it just seems so out of character. It's so out of character for both of them. This woman does not know how to take very interesting people and let them be interesting. She makes them boring. Yeah, it's weird. I just, I don't know. My my mind goes to, like, how the hell did she get these people? Like, how did she get this interview? Like, who does she uh, know? David, the producer, is the one who's setting these up. 
Well, shit, David, the producer, should be getting fucking Anthony Cumia to do co-host with you. Oh, you know? yeah, and actually, that's, uh, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but next week <laughs> on WATP, I have Artie Lang and uh, Anthony Cumia. <laughs> Good luck on Artie. Rehab, I know. <laughs> Artie, I was talking to uh, the owner of the comedy club last night because Artie's supposed to come in February. Like, there's there's no way oh. he's going to be coming, right? It's, so yeah, uh, yeah I, I would sucks. be surprised if he's alive by February. I mean, uh, he's it's really sad. in bad shape. It is so. sad. Uh, but speaking of David, the producer, for some reason, the production of this show, you know, I talked about the noise gate. It is very professionally produced. It sounds great, but then there's for no reason at all this this uh, sound effect. Join me, y'all. Fill up those glasses. Uh, you know, actually, Kevin, that is making me thirsty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour myself a soda if you don't mind. <laughs> ah, yeah, nice. That Coca-Cola. sounds refreshing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should have had that little pour sound after she talked about pe- peeing in a cup. <laughs> yeah, that would have been more. That would have been more know. interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you noticed this. For some reason, Juliet loves the word y'all. <laughs> she doesn't sound Southern. I think she lives in Chicago. I think she does it to be, she thinks it's interesting or something. Did you pick up on this at all? I did not pick up on this. Holy at shit, all. Kevin. These podcasts are less than 30 minutes a piece. I listened to three of them. And here is my y'all compilation. Well, hey there, y'all. And y'all cannot leave a girl alone with her wild turkeys. I'm sure y'all know him from his years as the co-host of the Obi and Anthony show. Let me tell y'all, though. So, y'all, what do you say? Well, hey there, y'all. But first, y'all, I need a little bit of whiskey. And join me in saying cheers, y'all. Y'all, I was so excited to talk with Jim. Y'all, get comfortable. And he was telling me a little bit about some of the craziness that y'all got into back in the day. Just for my own personal edification did y'all really i have two stories for y'all today join me y'all y'all as for me y'all i have a confession to make y'all i suppose you can see where this is going and y'all and y'all i was right hang on y'all and clearly since i'm here talking with (laughs) y'all i can't believe i am telling y'all this (laughs) and now i'm out hope y'all have a great week i'll be back to chat with y'all again next sunday Cheers, y'all. Oh, my God. That last bit right there is the ending of her show. She says y'all in two and a half sentences three times. Wow. I did not even pick up on that How did you not pick up on that? I was getting so fucking annoyed. And it's this, um, she's trying to be conversational, and it's the opposite of conversational. Hey, y'all. Thanks for chatting with me today. We're just going to be talking about some stories, y'all. Like, ugh. Yeah. What are you, fucking Paula Dean? (laughs) (laughs) It, it, nowhere does it say, you know, on on her thing that she's from the South, yeah, uh, at all. And well, she doesn't sound Southern. She just uses the word "y'all" nonstop. She's purposely using. Oof. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Um, so here is uh, Juliet explaining how comedy shows are in Chicago. Yeah, I find that uh, whenever I see comedy here, it's just the room is always good. Everybody seems to be having fun. Oh, oh, really? Everyone's having fun at a comedy show? No shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! 
Oh my god, that is the no shit Sherlock drop of the week, everybody. Sponsored by Casper Mattress. It's the no shit Sherlock. The other thing that she One time I went to a a funeral at a at a uh, Chicago comedy club, and that wasn't fun. No shit Uh, Sherlock! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love that she's explaining how great comedy shows are in Chicago. It's like it has nothing to do with Chicago, dummy. People laugh at comedy shows. That's how that works. You know where else they laugh? Branson, Missouri. <laughs> Real silverware and cloth napkins. Real napkin. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh. All right, DLR. Yakov here again. <laughs> DLR and Yakov Smirnoff are going to be my co-host on next week's show. <laughs> I'm pissed that that video has obviously been taken off YouTube because I cannot find it. Yo, my video has been taken down because the powers that be said that I used some type of music in the background <laughs> Probably. that was copyrighted. <laughs> Kevin, another thing uh. that uh, that our friend Juliet does and this is just a pet peeve of mine. I hate when people talk about what's going to happen before it happens. There's a lot of podcasts where they'll record an interview or they'll record a show. And Joe Rogan does this too. And then he'll record the upfront at a different time and say, okay, coming up, we're going to be talking to so-and-so. Say, so just, all right, let's just talk to so-and-so. Uh, so here's her explaining what we're about to, what we're in store for with this Anthony Cumia interview. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things. You know, we got into freedom of speech and the future of broadcasting. And of course, there's some more, you know, colorful conversation in there, too. Uh, <laughs> the worst part is, is that it's, it's a fucking boring conversation. And she's setting it up with, we get into all sorts of things. Wait, wait until you hear this episode of the Unwritable Rant with Anthony Cumia. Somehow I take the funniest, most witty off the cuff broadcaster in history and make him a bore fest coming up on the yeah. unwritable rant. <clears throat> well, same with Norton too. She she refers to or he refers to Chip yes. at some point, which yeah. is a fucking hilarious character that he does. Right. Uh, for anybody who is not aware. But in that same vein, if you're not aware of it, just fucking, you know what I mean, do some chip or or bait him into doing some chip if you're the if, if you're her. You know, like, just be like, oh, what would Chip say to that or something? I well, mean, yeah, I don't they, know. They don't even a, really explain. A, they talk about Edgar and Chip, a couple of his characters. They don't really explain anything about it. You and I know what they're talking about because we're fans of Jim Norton. But it's almost like it's a show for people who already know Jim Norton and know everything about him. Because you already right. know everything about this guy. He's written books. He's been on the radio for 15 years. Anything about his personality or his past is out there. Right, and I, I could say safely, and this is my positive comment about All right. these interviews. This is, there, this is where we're going to uh, talk yeah. about the good parts of the show. Yes. Uh, I did not know, you know, as far as the both interviews, I did not know that Jim Norton came on a TV set. Um, hold hold with, on a second. Uh, hold on. I, I do have that yeah. clip. Um, and it's funny because the Reverend Bob Levy is a friend of the show, apparently. He's right. a friend with Juliet. So she asks a question that Bob tells her to ask, and that's the only interesting part in the entire show. Here it is. Right. So Bobby and me came back to the room alone, and I think we ate pizza, and then we both jerked off on the TV, but not facing each other. Like I saw Bob 
uh, from the back, and then he watched me, and we left two loads on the TV, and then Jim just came back going, beautiful. Like, that was, it didn't affect him at all. <laughs> yeah, that was literally the funniest part of any of these shows, all three of them, was Jim Norton talking about jerking off on a TV with the Reverend Bob Levy. But she never would have gotten to anything like that on her own. Her questions right. are like, so when you write comedy, do you, how do you come up with jokes? Right. And then, you know, Jim finally kind of, because he's revealed this, and I'm using air quotes, right. no one can see. Um, he finally gets it out of her that, you know, she banged a famous musician at one point. And then she comes up with the, this, the worst fucking thing. She, he goes, well, just tell me. I don't know if you have this clip or not. But I, I, he, don't, he asks, I don't. I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. Yeah. He, he asks her. Tell me, you know, just the if you don't want to say the person's name of the rock star that you slept with or you were sleeping with, just tell me a name of a song that he that he did. Yeah, name so, a song that he wrote, which obviously you would know exactly who it was. Right, and she picks the fucking most obvious <laughs> song lyric, and not even a lyric. Yeah, she's like, oh, a song he, about thorns. He wrote a song about yeah about thorns. I was like, oh, well, no shit, we know who it is. <laughs> And Jim Norton had no idea. He's like, oh, is that White Snake? Like, no. Yeah. Fucking poison, you asshole. <laughs> uh, that was funny. And it, the only other, I guess, interesting thing to me, anyway, as a listener and you know, fan of Anthony Cumia, Anthony Cumia, is to know that his studio, because I, I, I don't subscribe anymore to his yeah. show, um, but I didn't realize his show had moved out of his basement and that they were. You know, he owned this studio that, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson and shit uses now. That was yeah. kind of interesting to me. Oh, yeah, he's uh, been to in know, but... for a couple of years now. And so he, he could, he's able to get guests a lot easier because they don't have to drive out to Long Island to his house to, to be on the show. Right, right. So that that piece of information was interesting to me. I don't know if it would be interesting to anybody else. All right, but... so here's, here's Anthony Cumia talking about his, uh, his set and his show. You know, really make it look professional, HD video have great sets for the shows, the different shows that are on. All right, first off, nobody says HD video anymore. Video yeah. is in high definition. You can't buy a, a old fucking 480 by 360 video camera. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> high HD video. And the other thing is, so Kevin, you don't watch the show, but I, I subscribe to Anthony Cumia. His sets are just a green screen. He just has a giant green screen, and he puts ridiculous bullshit behind everybody it's ridiculous looking there's like uh, a framed seinfeld poster that's uh that's signed by the cast but it's just all fake it's so it's so <laughs> bizarre it looks like shit i can't believe he was calling it professional it looks like garbage it looks like the the rooftop in the room yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, there there's san francisco <laughs> i don't know how he just became yakov smirnov sorry about that <laughs> cloth napkin right <laughs> mark great story yakov <laughs> um kevin here is so you were talking about julia reveals that she slept with this guy she's very guarded she doesn't you know she wouldn't even say who the guy was it's like jim's like who has a big penis who's a rock star it's not a bad thing to say just you know tell us and she wouldn't say anything right. and then this is just so fake here is more of her fake acting where she's telling a story about her ex-boyfriend. He also gave me lice. Not crabs, not the clap. Head lice. <laughs> I can't believe I am telling you all this. Ugh, <laughs> oh, yuck. I can't believe I'm telling you all this. I can't believe anyone's listening to it. 
Why is yeah. that an interesting thing that you had fucking head lice? Holy shit. This is the epitome yeah, of everything I hate about podcasts where the hosts think that anyone cares about who they are or what they do. This person is not interesting. I don't care if she's up with Brett Michaels. There's fucking 5,000 other people who have as well. I don't want to hear from any of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been kind of cool if she was like, you know, I slept with meatloaf. You know, yeah. something like, you know, something that's like just out of left field. I, it was expect, it was bat you know? wings out of hell. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Jim Norton would have been like, well, does he have a big penis or not? And, yeah, uh, Jim Norton would have been, been like, oh. you know, describe his cock to me in 200 words or less. Right. Uh, so here again, just self-important. She comes on and explains that she's been sick. But Kevin, we already know that. If you pay any attention at all to my ramblings on Twitter, you know that for the past two weeks or so that I have been sick. Uh, that's the worst thing, too, is when you're on Twitter and you have this Twitterverse of people who don't know you personally, and you're tweeting about how you're sick. Ugh, who cares? Who gives a shit? Stop talking about yourself. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, it just, it really makes me wonder, like, how she got, and I was looking through her, you know, her guest list and stuff. Like, she's had some, like, you know, relatively famous people she's interviewed. I just don't understand, like, what does she have over all these people that she can get them into an interview like it just doesn't make any sense like can i just could we you know just call anthony kumia's publicist and get an, an interview with him like is that how it works or i i think it's one of those things where she said she's friends with the reverend bob levy and okay. uh so she has a connection within that comedy world and and bob levy knows you know all the guys from stern all the guys from opie and anthony so there's probably something that they can make that initial connection there. And then once you get a couple of these guys, you get Anthony Cumia, who was just trying to promote his show to anyone who would listen because it's a subscriber-based podcast after he was on XM Radio for all those years. Uh, and then you get Nick DiPaolo and these guys. I think that then they, they see that you've had other comedians of that stature on, and then they say yes, or their publicist yes, says yes, or, or whatever. It's just it's one right. of those things. But I, I don't yeah, understand just, it because you... if you went back and actually listened to one of these shows, there's no way you would let this woman interview you. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, I guess that's the other part. Let me of talk too, about like how unprofessional day. she is. This is how she ends the conversation with Jim Norton. Oh, I really appreciate you talking with me, Jim. Anytime. It was nice talking to you. It was great talking to you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, you hang up first. No, no, you hang up first. No, no, no. You hang up first. Like, that's not how you fucking end an interview on a radio show. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. All right, good talking to you. Yep, yep, you too. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you tomorrow. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Uh, here's just another obnoxious ex example of both the drinking whiskey, which doesn't need to be a part of the show at all, and the use of the word y'all. But first, y'all, I need a little bit of whiskey. Ugh. So fucking annoying. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, I, did you Google, like, pictures and stuff of her? I looked at her website. There's yeah, some really she's got... weirdly lit images of her. Which makes me think that she hasn't aged all that well. <laughs> well, I, I went, uh, you know, if you just Google image search or whatever, there's, you know, so I wanted to see, like, just she, you know, hanging out with fucking celebrities and shit. Like, what what is the connection here? Um, and I found a couple where she's just, like, standing in her apartment, like, in front of what I assume is, like, a makeshift bar of, like, whiskeys and shit. I'm like, is she kind of putting herself out there that she's like a critic 
of these different types of yes. uh, liquors and stuff. Like, it's just weird to me that, number one, who who gives a fuck about whiskey tasting? All right, let me, let me play another example of that since you're talking about it. This is how she starts off the Anthony Cumia show. Woo, <laughs> that is some potent stuff. I got to say, though, once again, I am absolutely surprised by the Wild Turkey Distillery. Now, I'm not drinking their classic bourbon. Instead, I have the Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof Bourbon. This stuff is potent. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Why, why would anyone care which wild turkey she's drinking and what she thinks about it? Yeah, That's this whole like idea if, that she's if a I was like, uh, You know what's uh, a really good uh, beer? Uh, Budweiser. <laughs> Boy, mm, this Budweiser is so good. And, and next week we're going to review something called Coca-Cola. <laughs> Kevin, have you, know, you like, had this uh, this Coors Light? Have you heard of this? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Coors Light. It's just it's, uh, it's just... delightful on my palate. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna review whiskeys, pick a fucking obscure whiskey. You know, don't don't use you know <laughs> fucking wild turkey. I'm gonna be what, trying what? a new bourbon called Jim Beam. Um, I should have played this clip earlier. This is Anthony Cumia explaining how you are a good storyteller, and it's the opposite of Julia. It's got to grab someone's interest. It's got to have a rhythm to it and a crescendo and a finish. She's obviously not listening to her guests because her stories have the worst rhythm. There's no crescendo. There's nothing interesting. I had a pee into a cup, and I didn't have enough pee. And then I waited 45 minutes, and then I was able to fill the cup with pee. That was her fucking story. But then she she says this sentence, and it's just, I don't know why this infuriates me. I was still required to turn over a pool of pee for their consideration. What? Consideration? Like, do you hear how she pronounces that? Consideration. That's consideration. Not, consideration. That's not right, is it? Consideration. <laughs> And the reason why I pointed out, I know this is kind of nitpicky, but this show is so overly produced, you couldn't hit that one again. Consideration. David, the producer, can say, hey, can you, can, you, can you pronounce the word consideration correct? And then we'll, we'll put that in instead. <laughs> I also grabbed this ISO uh, that I think we can use for future episodes. So where does the fun come from now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually on her Instagram right now. Uh, which is interesting. There's a lot of you are listening to cyber stalking with Kevin, a new podcast oh. where he just cyber stalks people as we as we discuss them. Yeah. Oh, she's got one of those pictures of her feet, uh. like you know, like you're looking down. <laughs> this is like in real time. You discovering her Instagram <laughs> account. <laughs> it's not. Not good. Kevin's lost his uh, chops, people. He doesn't do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, oops. Oops. Uh, we're recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where else to, to to say about this. I just am really surprised that this producer was like, like, he. do you think he just hates the show? And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to submit it to WATP. <laughs> maybe, or? He, maybe he was like, I, I need to tell this host, Juliet. That she sucks, but I don't want to do it. I'll have Carl and Kevin do it for me. Maybe that's what it was. And then, you know, he'll just like kind of slip this onto her iPhone. Oh, yeah, I don't know how that got on there. Oh, maybe we should check it out. I don't know. Um, I have another clip that I want to play, and I just call this so fake. This is her talking about how excited she is to interview Jim Norton. 
Y'all, I was so excited to talk with Jim because I am a huge fan. Nobody talks like that. Kevin, I am so excited that you're co-hosting with me because it's so much fun when we do the show together. <laughs> oh, it so is. You know what? I'm going to uh, have some whiskey right now. This is... Uh, oh, <laughs> this is... Uh, I think this one's called... Uh, let's see... Uh, Jack Daniels? Ooh. Is that the, is that right? Where do you even get that? Do you have to order well, that special online or something? Yes, yes. Let me taste them. Oh, it's got brown notes. <laughs> brown, brown notes. notes coming, coming <laughs> I just shit forward. myself. It's got brown notes. <laughs> uh, I just anybody who reviews drinks. It's just I just hate that. Like yes. maybe because I'm not a fucking alcoholic or a drinker or whatever. Kevin, but I, I am an alcoholic and I hate beer it. and shit. It's so annoying. <laughs> Who gives a shit yeah. what you what you like? Oh, uh, this double IPA has a hoppy aftertaste. Oh, whatever. Fucking yeah. drink your beer. And shut up about it. Uh, they always have something about notes game in there. I have There's three hundred you know. bucks on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about your fucking hoppy beer. Kevin, that's all I had to say about this show. Thank you for uh, sending it in, David, the producer. We always like when the shows uh, send in their shows for us to review. And uh, we did we did give it a good chance. We gave it a college try. We listened to three episodes, got a gist of the interview style as well as her storytelling. And um, yeah, I just I don't know who this show is for. I can't figure out who would well, listen to this on purpose. Yeah, I, I don't either. And I'm looking at the now. I'm looking at her uh, her Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> authored. By the way, I should mention. <laughs> I should mention that uh, my sister in law Megan just popped in. She's uh, she's she's on the show. Just just, uh, just listening. listening in. If you if you hear someone Hello. else laughing about you <laughs> cyber stalking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, so I'm looking at it. It's, it's, so it's author.juliet.miranda. So it's uh, facebook.com slash that. So she has, she has to call every, herself an author. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really strange to me that all of the pictures or a lot of the pictures of her Is it more are blurry. <laughs> really? They're, they are, yeah, they're very strange. It's like what, you can't she, really quite get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's hard, it's hard to get a bead on like what she what she actually looks like. I don't I don't know if that's intentional or, or if somebody just sucks at you know Photoshop or or what. But it's just very weird to me. Kevin, if someone has blurry photos of themselves, they're not attractive. They're ugly. They're an ugly person. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Just, Everyone just has an amazing camera in their pocket all the time. It's very easy to get pictures of yourself. Hey, look, uh, I could tell you that uh, Brett Michaels stuck his penis inside of her. So that means that she, she must has be discerning on some taste. Level. That's a good point. She must be pretty right. hot. Yeah. I, you know, the worst part is she probably was very attractive 35 years ago. And she still talks like people are interested in what she has to say. And that that's gone. That that chapter in your life has, has come and gone, my friend. Nobody wants to hear your fucking ridiculous stories about nothing that happened in your life. Well, you know, unless she was just one of these, and I, I'm speculating completely, but I mean, maybe she was just one of these girls who slept with a lot of rock stars or was just around that a lot, but that's the interesting aspect, and that's what she should be talking about. That's what people want to hear. She you did know, mention, stories about, 
in the story about her ex-boyfriend, she mentioned that from the time she was 16, there was a rock star in her neighborhood that would stop by her house all the time, and her parents were used to rock stars coming over to the house. Ew. Yeah. 16? Yeah. Yikes. I know. I thought rock stars had uh, more morals than that. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they were dropping by to play uh, Nintendo with her. That's what they were doing. They weren't. You know, there was nothing else going on. Kevin, speaking of rock stars, I'm yes. doing a new segment on the show. I'm not sure if you've heard this yet, but I have a new game that I've created for WATP that I like to play with my co-hosts. What right. I do is I name a famous rock band, and you have to tell me the worst song they've ever recorded. <laughs> so, um, you know, I played this with, with Andy. I played it with Joe. Andy did pretty good. Joe was one for one. Uh, if you heard last week, I, I said the 1985 Chicago Bears, and he was correct. Super Bowl Shuffle is the worst song they've ever recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, I got a few for you today. Uh, okay. All right. We're going to start off with ACDC, the worst song they ever recorded. And I, I think it's important that I make this um, point on this. There are songs that you hate because they've, they're overplayed. It doesn't mean they're a bad song. They're just played out. These are actually bad songs I'm talking about. Well, I mean, if we're being completely honest, I would say The Jack, if anyone knows that song. Uh, it's from the Bon Scott era of ACDC. Well, this, the worst um, song is from the Bon Scott era, but it's actually this. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. They're such big balls. And they're big balls. And he's got big balls. And she's got big balls. But we've got the best balls of them all. My friend Chris says it's like single entendre. That's not clever. They came with a whole fucking song around, you know, the word balls. It's like a party, but get it? I'm also talking about my balls. Like, well, okay. It doesn't even make sense. My balls are always bouncing to the left or the right. Does anyone say, wow, this party is bouncing to the left and to the right? It's so fucking <laughs> I have stupid. Said that before, but I mean, I, I just thought that was a, you know, an anatomically correct song. I didn't realize that. It, oh, you, you, know, didn't, were, you didn't realize that they were, they were going for the joke there? Yeah, well, the reason I picked the Jack is because it just they repeat that fucking. It's like saying balls, but they say Jack a thousand times. <laughs> wow. All right, well, that's maybe that's a runner up. That I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Kevin, you're zero for one so far. You are the worst co-host yet. Uh, All right, here's your second challenge, and this one, this band has a lot of size. This is gonna be tough, but Van Halen. Oof. Uh. I mean, obviously, it's not from the DLR era. Uh, 15 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> you only uh, have 45 more seconds. Right right now. Two minutes to guess. figure it out. Right now. Uh, well, right you're both now. wrong. The answer is... It's not what it takes. All right, this is why this song is fucking hot garbage. So this was the first album that uh, Sammy Hagar joined the band in, and he was trying way too hard. The guitar soul in this song, you know, Eddie Van Halen's known as a pretty decent guitarist, right? This fucking asshole has to start scanning over it. When 
when they were in the studio and he's like, asshole, what, what are you doing? I'm playing my guitar solo. He's like, no, 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 this is going to be great. I'll, I'll, let, me just, <laughs> let me just scan over. He probably fucking sang the whole guitar solo. And then in post, they're like, can we take out some of this nonsense so people can hear my I'm fucking lead? Sh- <laughs> I think Eddie Van Halen just needs someone to, to annoyingly be singing over things. <laughs> like that, that's how it's. God what damn it, baby, it. I ain't lying to you. I'm only yeah, going to tell I mean, you one time. He's doing like a crazy fucking solo and shit. And he's like, you know what? This needs, I, I, I can't focus unless I have somebody <laughs> squawking nonsense over, over the top. That part of that song fucking right then and there, it should have been, uh, Gary Sharon should have lasted longer with the band than Sammy Hagar just for that fucking part. So obnoxious. <laughs> All right. I got an easy one for you, Kevin. <laughs> I, got, I got an easy one. Ready? Aerosmith. Yeah. Aerosmith's Ooh. worst song. Oh, Elevator. this is got this is easy for me. This one this is pink. Pink, it's my new obsession. Fucking nailed it. Yes. Pink, it's not even a question. This song is so obnoxious. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm sure it's vagina. And it's so fucking nerdy. Uh, pink, it's my favorite color. Is it? Is it your favorite color? Who gives a shit. The worst part um, about this song, Kevin. You know how I feel about harmonicas, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Harmonica is the worst instrument. It ruins everything. It's like grapefruit. You put grapefruit into something and it ruins everything it touches. Harmonica is the grapefruit of rock music. Listen to the fucking intro of this fucking Aerosmith song. So, Kevin, as you know, I play a little bit of music. That riff is... It's like, Steven, do you have to fucking play harmonica on this song? Yeah, man, it sounds great. No, no, it doesn't. It sounds like garbage. I, I can only, as you're playing that intro, think of the poor producer in, in the studio. So, or the guy on the board, right? Yes. The guy on the board is sitting behind this giant fucking, you know, mega expensive board. And he's got Aerosmith in the booth, you know, and they're they're jamming this tune out. And he's like kind of just bopping his head a little bit. And then he's like, wow, this is fucking horrible. This is really <laughs> bad. And he's and then he's like, he's just his mind starts to wander. And he's like, you know, thinking about Applebee's. He's like, oh, you know, they got good, pretty good chicken fingers there. Applebee's. I, I wonder if I can get the uh, honey mustard and the barbecue. I, I like them both. Two at once? No, that's can't dream that high. You know what that sound means? Yeah, he... It needs. Scanning is better than fucking harmonica playing. You know what sentence has never been said in the history of the world? Can I get more harmonica on my monitor? No one wants to hear that shit. It's not helping the song in any way. Kevin, I have one more for you. And you're one for two. You're one for three right. so far. So this is an easy one to get you back to 50%. Black Sabbath. The worst song ever recorded by Black Sabbath. And I'm talking about original Black Sabbath. None of this fucking Dio shit. I'm talking about Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath. Oh, man. I really like Sabbath. This is hard. I like uh, Sabbath, too. They just have a really I, fucking garbage song that I need to point out for everyone. Iron Man? <laughs> Thank you. 
Let me explain why this song is hot garbage. These guys came up with a riff, and Ozzy shows up, and they're like, hey, Ozzy, we got this riff. Check this out. That's pretty good, mates. All right, how about I'll do this? Like, no, 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 no. That's actually what we're playing. You're the singer. You should sing a melody over. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sing exactly what the bass does. If you're singing the same thing as the bass line, you're not doing it right. You've, you've failed as a lead singer in this case. <laughs> That's like if uh, Van Halen, they did uh, Running With The Devil, and he just sang the bass line. It would have been like, <laughs> Running With The Devil. I find the running. simple life ain't so simple. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that, that has always pissed me off. I know that's an iconic song that everybody loves. Everybody loves that riff. Beavis and Butthead are big fans. I get it. But that is just the worst vocal melody he possibly could have come up with. He didn't come up with one. They're all Everyone yeah. in the band is doing the exact same thing. I don't To me, like, I'm not a Sabbath fan for Ozzy. Like, I've never really been a big Ozzy fan. There's a couple of tunes, like, that I like. Where, where his vocals go but and iron man specifically like when it gets to like the ending part and they just sort of go off and it's there's no vocals that's when it, the fucking song is great uh, oh yeah definitely when it just starts riff i mean there are good parts in iron man but you have to sit through right. all those fucking garbage parts where he's just singing <laughs> the ex- ah, whatever I've, I've covered this enough moving <laughs> on <laughs> Uh, yeah well i'm what i'm two for two is that what <laughs> you're two, yeah, you're two for two you were 100 yeah. percent correct kevin two for two Whew. um all right i got one other thing that i want to get to here well a couple other things uh our buddy crozier sent in a uh a clip for us he says uh this is his pick for sentence of the week this is a professional broadcaster answering a question about puerto rico's hurricane recovery from this morning's Up First podcast, which is a daily NPR morning news podcast. So NPR, professional podcast. This is a professional broadcaster. And check out this sentence. Ben Car- uh, Secretary Carson um, spoke about how impressed he was with uh, the recovery because he was expecting uh, an island uh, where the signs of disaster were more uh, visible and uh, would be able to, to to take that in. Oh, shit. Uh, NPR <laughs> is uh, 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 terrible. It's the worst. Have you ever done Toastmasters? You know what Toastmasters is? Uh, oh, is that the thing where you have to get up in front of people and talk? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's, it's for practicing public speaking. Yes. But one of the things that they do in Toastmasters is they have a bell and they ring it every time you say um or ah or whatever, like crutch words. Yeah, this would be all over the place. This would be the beginning of YYZ. This would be. <laughs> That's what. This beginning. I'm going to put that in in post. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to try to sync up that clip with YYZ. I'll put that in in post and see if that works. That's fucking uh, funny. What else do we have here? You want to talk about some recent reviews on iTunes? Sure. All right, here's a here's a fun one. Back on December 21st, this person writes in uh, with the title "Profoundly Bad One Star," and the uh, the comment is nothing worse than a dumb nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite reviews of all times. It's actually uh, a genius sentence. It actually is. There's nothing worse than a dumb nerd. <laughs> oh God. That's great. 
other than that, we had a four-star review from Dumpster Baby back on December 20th, who says it's uh, we're consistently good. He calls it sassy with four stars. Um, he says that uh, I have a suggestion that I think would improve the show and help increase subscribers. Although some of my favorite... Ep- increase subscribers, we already have everyone. Although some of my favorite episodes have been the reviews of really obscure shows, Snatch That Weave. I think you guys should do more reviews of popular shows that your listeners might have already heard, like Adam Carolla or Marin's show. I actually found out about you guys after seeing a post on the Carolla subreddit about your review of his show. So yes, every now and then we do review an actual good podcast that's much better than us, and we pretend like we're better. The Adam Carolla show was... That was a good episode. You guys, uh, you nailed it, definitely. I like uh, Crozier's passion for for how much he, he despises. When he despises something, he really fucking despises something. I love uh, John's committal. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Crozier's committal. <laughs> yeah. No, Crozier did a fantastic job. We've gotten more positive comments from that show than any other one. And you're right. He was so heavily invested in Adam Carolla for 15 years that the fact that it now sucks... He was extremely upset about it. I think he took it personally. Yeah. So yeah. it worked out really well. Uh, I, I've been on the other end of, of John when he's pissed, and he's scary. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. a scary person. You, so. you try to play a drum fill in a part, and he's like, no, that's not where the drum fill goes. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, you don't you don't practice. You know, that, that was the other thing. That was probably the biggest I forgot one about that. You show up not even listening to the song that we're supposed <laughs> to be playing. <laughs> so did you guys learn that song? I haven't even listened to it. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, it's good Memories. Stuff. Um, all right. And then the last review, I don't read the five star reviews, but uh, becoming a favorite of mine, five stars. And it's a really nice written review from Doug from Who's Right, which is the podcast that we reviewed last week. And uh, we really appreciate those guys at Who's Right for having a great sense of humor about their show and letting us review them and being really cool about it. I believe that they were going to be reviewing our review on their show that comes out today. So hmm. maybe next week I'll play some clips from. Uh, what those guys have to say about us. Very cool. I have a, a, a quick uh, little story from last so night. Where so where does I, the fun come from now? Um, so, so last night I was uh, driving to see Star Wars, the the latest whatever Star Wars movie. Yeah, I didn't. And, I didn't assume you were going to see the Phantom Menace. I assumed you were going to the newest one. Yeah, they, well, they Why were would you fill a, in that you know, detail? Prequel, I was going to see Star Wars. Party. I don't know. There's a brand new Star Wars movie out. That's actually the one I was going to see. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Uh, anyway, all right, go ahead. So, uh, you know, maybe the audience knows from, you know, when I was on the show here that I, I love conspiracy shit and I love, you know, UFO crap. I'm into all that, that stuff. And there's been in the news lately a lot of uh, basically what's been close, as close to disclosure as you can get from the government about, you know, seeing – ufos or, or or unidentified something that's flying around and oh they don't i, know I saw that is. video it was the uh the navy had a video of these uh fighter pilots who were chasing after a ufo and it's yeah it's crazy it's like from 2007 i think 10 years old well yeah they they uh were doing a study that the pentagon or cia or whatever was doing a study um and they were they spent a shit ton of money on it. Well, a shit ton meaning twenty one million, which is like nothing yeah, for the government. That's but um, at any rate, th- this was a, you know a big story. It was all over the place. Like every UFO podcast I listened to was all you know jizzing in their jeans over this story and stuff. 
So last night I'm driving to see the the latest Star Wars movie. Wait, which one? And, oh, it's uh, it's called The Last Jedi. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Last Jedi. You should look it up. Anyway, um, so as I'm driving in the direction, I live in Tucson, Arizona, for anybody who doesn't know. So driving, uh, I see something in the sky that's enormous. And I mean, just ridiculously large something and it looks like a missile like somebody had fired a Please missile go on <laughs> so i i my first thought is i need to pull over and take a picture of this because uh it could be you know like a ufo that's my first thought is it's a ufo of some sort but then i thought about the fact that you know i'm the asshole who's always tell, telling all my friends like oh dude fucking ufos ban ufos no one is going to ever believe me if i ever see a real ufo like no one would ever i'm the last person you would believe if if i saw bigfoot or i saw anything because i'm so nerdily into all this shit so i go i get uh you know i see the movie and it's called the last jedi by the way and uh <laughs> get out of the movie and uh i read that it was spacex so i don't know if you saw this on the news but the SpaceX, like the fucking Elon Musk launch, uh-huh. it was happening in California. And somehow, because the sun hadn't set yet in California, we could see it in Tucson from you know where we were, which is you know a lot of distance away. <laughs> we're not that close to California. I mean, we border That's it. But please go on. I just thought it was so crazy. So look it up. <laughs> look up. Uh, there's no, there's no real point to the story. Kevin, um, that is, that is cool because I, I could, I see your whole thought process going like, holy shit, I'm seeing something legit, and then the first thing you think about is like, no one's gonna believe me. This is, this is I'm not, I'm have zero credibility. People are gonna think I photoshopped this. No one's right, gonna believe right. it. It's pretty cool though, man. If you look it up, it looks like a giant sperm in the sky, a which was more the reason I wanted to take a picture of it. And I was like, this is. This is really cool. Elon this is Musk a giant load. Bukaki this week. Yeah. Buka- Sky Bukaki. Sky Bukaki coming at you, Tucson, Arizona. Nagasaki Bukaki. Kevin, let me just do a real quick recap here. We've we've covered a lot of ground. We yes. reviewed the unwritable rant, which isn't very good. We played a game, which was uh which was not very much fun. We read some reviews. We listened to the sentence of the week. You talked about Star Wars and some rocket or something. And uh, after all of that, you know what that means, Kevin. We're at the part of the show that's known as... Kevin, do you know this part of the show? Are you familiar with this? Um, in as much as I'm uh, familiar with The Last Jedi, which was a movie that came out. Uh, so yeah, I'm <laughs> sort of, uh, I guess, in, into it. What did you think about The Last Jedi? Uh, we don't have enough time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, there's, there's some there's some scenes in that where it's just like, really? I know that they're breaking the rules of outer space with explosions and shit, but aren't there certain movie rules that we all agree to? Like that Princess Leia isn't a fucking superhero? That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Holy shit. And and mm. her with her fucking de- talking over her dentures is so disturbing. About a forest bay west show. That's like, ugh. Gross. Oh, I, th- I feel like I was inside her mouth. 
Uh, I know it's not nice to speak ill of the dead, but uh, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. Did you, have, did you have anything else to add about Star Wars? Did I, did no, I, I mean, that part was thoughts? definitely ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so there are part you're referring to, yeah. for, for sure. Uh, no, the, I mean, I, I really don't know how I feel about it at all yet. It's still kind of processing, but I walked out of there like uh, wanting to have spent more time looking at the fucking real rocket in the sky than I did uh, thinking about the movie. It's so. better than The Phantom Menace. I'll give it that. All right. So uh, we're at that part of the show where we play a clip from next week's episode to tease people and get them excited about the episode we'll be reviewing next week on WATP. Here's a clip from the podcast we'll be reviewing. Listeners often contact me about new missing persons cases from their area. Usually they're resolved before I can even get a chance to cover them because most people are located. Back when Jenna first went missing in August, several listeners contacted me about her case. I was relieved when I saw the news that she'd been found, then baffled when the story was retracted. How do those kinds of mistakes happen? How can a family be told that their loved one has been found and it was all a mistake? All right, so this is a show that's called The Vanished. It's hosted by Marissa Jones, and uh, it's another one of these true crime podcasts. There's a lot of those out there. Yeah, I like this uh, genre. Yeah, you're so, into this. My, yeah. my wife's really into this stuff, too. She listens to all these shows. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I've never heard of this before, The Vanished, but um, they have over 1,600 reviews on iTunes, so it's a very popular show, apparently. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah. This came in uh, from a listener. He sent a, a, a note. I'm going to read it for you real quick. Hey, fellas, find out about you guys through the Opie and Anthony subreddit. I didn't know we were on the Opie and Anthony subreddit. That's cool. Uh, yeah. My wife and I have been uh, binging through episodes like crazy and laughing our asses off. We have a suggestion of a podcast we'd love to hear WATP review. It's a true crime podcast called The Vanish. It's hosted by some bored housewife with the most horrendous monotone voice I've ever heard in my life. She's pretty much just reading off cue cards. And it feels like you're stuck in a middle school history class or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like it. That sounds fun. He thinks that this will be uh, perfect fodder for WATP. Um, so we appreciate that. That's coming in from Sale. Uh, thank you for the podcast suggestion. Remember to uh, send us in any suggestions you have for shows. We don't want to pick them ourselves. And it just seems like we're bullies. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something. The one we thing don't I would never considered. be accused of is being a bully. Obviously, yeah. you just want other people to hold them still while you punch them. You're right. <laughs> yeah. just yeah. just hold them down while I kick them in the rib cage. <laughs> that's that's the way I go about life. Uh, I'm not the asshole. I'm not holding you down. I'm just kicking. <laughs> I was just kicking in air, and you were under in front the of water me. as they flush. <laughs> it's WATV. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> so, Kevin, uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining us once again on the show. You have anything to plug? <laughs> no. I'm wrapping presents later. So if anybody wants to, you know, stop by and watch me wrap presents, that's that's my plug. Okay, so. cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Kevin, it was good talking to you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, bye. Okay, bye. It was good talking to you, too. Bye. All right. All right. Uh, bye. See you later. See you later. It was good talking to you. All right. Good talking to you. Bye. 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 So please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio.
Jack wasn't even in this one. What the fuck? Why wasn't I in this episode? Why did oh, we do this? You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. 